Jaden's lost her homework, Maury's lost her tooth again. Even dishes lost in school, Lord's mom has got to have a friend. We don't even have to drive far, we can just sit here in my car. We're the car cab At least we have a plan, plan of action, like everything else in our lives. Tonight, before I got here, well, it was like 520, Trinity called and said, can you come pick me up? So me and my mom went and picked her up and then we got almost home and she's like, I left my backpack at school. So we had to go all the way back and then I got home. You're acting like it's 300 it's so miles away and it's really about 0.4 seconds. Don't you ever feel, though, at the end of the day, even, like, an inch is too far? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it's too much effort. I'm yes. a minimal effort person anyways. But anyway, so I got home, and Addie and Jaden are stirring this little... They're always stirring the cup pot. ...cup of water. Okay. And they're like, Mom, will you try this? And I'm like... <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and Jaden's like, it's just water, I promise you. It's a science experiment that if you stir with a metal spoon, it makes the water taste better. And I'm not stupid. I already knew. I knew in my head. Probably had him walk in there or something. pounds of salt in this cup. I already knew. Right. But boy, did it really chap my cheeks when I drank it. Because I, I'm, I was really trying to prepare myself. Like, there's going to be some shit in this water. It was so gross. They literally put 12 pounds of salt in that water and thought it was the funniest thing ever. I had to spit it out. You know what Krista told me the other day about salt? That if you get Gaelic salt... Just a new fancy term for table salt, I guess. And you put it on your tongue, and I've seen it on TikTok, that it's supposed to help with migraines. Weird. I've started. I want to do know this if salt sniff test with you. Oh. The salt sniffing. I've seen lots of videos of it, and they're, it's intense. It it's looks like. It's very intense. Like, can cause bloody noses. Great. I've never had one in my life, so let's do it. I don't understand how you've never had it. I just want to punch you in the nose right now. So that I've way literally you... never had a bloody nose ever. How can you be an adult and not have had a bloody nose? Do you want to know how many bloody I noses know I that get? That was a prerequisite. <laughs> I just feel like it's very odd that you've never had a bloody nose. Never. Um, Trinity has had one. I think she's the only kid. Lily, I think, has had one, but my other girls haven't had one. Peyton's like I am, and she has bloody noses just randomly. I remember you getting them a lot. All the time. It's gotten better since I've gotten older, but it was bad. And then Maurice gets them, too. That's very odd. Where does the blood come from? Your body. Right. Your veins. The capillaries in your nose. They're thin, and the air dries out. The fun fact about Tashina... When I was a baby, I got bloody noses as well. And my mom took me to the doctor and they told my mom I had cancer. Come to find out, my nose lining was just very thin. Mm -hmm. And if you barely touched it, just gushing. Can you I, imagine being told that your- My nose like everything else you're... on my body is thick. <laughs> because I've never had the problem, ever. I don't understand how it comes out because like when my nose bleeds, it's like 
a river flowing. Turns to and she gets like clots, like chunks. Yes. So how? Bloody noses gross me out more than anything on this planet. But you're saying the capillaries on the like the inside of the wall? I don't fucking honestly. You are an EMT. Doesn't mean that we went through an entire like course on noses. I expect our next podcast for you to have the answer for me. I want a diagram, graph charts. I will straight draw you a nose. I don't need a drawing of a nose. I want facts and I want a 10 page report. Thank you. How's your week gone so far? It's only Monday. Yeah, yeah, it's Monday. I forgot it was Monday. Actually, I had a very good Monday. Everybody around me seemed to have not the greatest Monday. I went to the school because Peyton had a headache. And I went into the office and they looked like they were about to kill every child that kept walking in there because there was quite a few naughty ones in the office this afternoon. And when I came in, they were like, hey, or I said, oh, Peyton's got a headache. And then one of the subs was like, oh, is she one of the candy kids? Candy kids? What the hell does that even, is this code for something? What is this? Did you ask? Yeah. What'd they say? Um, Apparently there was a sub who gave candy to kids that were on task. Well, then the kids were saying that they didn't feel good after she gave them the candy or he, I don't know if it was a he or she. And there was like multiple kids that did it. Trying to get that, whoever that sub is fired. Yeah. Also, apparently that sub is married to Iron Man. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't know who the kids were. No information like that. Just there was some candy kids and I was like, what is going on in the school? Weird. Anyhow. Yeah, I can't, I don't even have much to write home about about this week yet. I'm just like, it's Monday. I got barely five hours of sleep last night. Broke up. We had a call at one. I went back to sleep at like 3.15 and then I had a call at five. So. <laughs> wow. You're right. So you're going to be lively this 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 podcast. Yeah. Uh, did you write our itinerary? No. Sure didn't. Okay. What do you want to start with? Please don't put this kind of pressure. <laughs> Tashina, you are the manager of this. No, I I'm giving I'm up my the, role. I'm the funny did you just call me not funny? I mean, me and your daughter already decided you're a desert. You guys. Peyton is making this map for social studies, and she's supposed to put all of our family members on it, so there's like, whatever, all these people on it. That Tashina really does sound like a desert name, though. Like, Tashina. And she made me a desert. No. no. I'm, a, I'm a fence. Okay, as... Uh, I'm going to take it to, to the, the fence. fence. <laughs> so... If you could pick your own map, what would you rather be? Ooh, great question. Um, I feel like a rainforest. What the fuck? I mean, I I wouldn't mind a rainforest or like something like um, you know, what's that place that I'm thinking of? The Sahara. (laughs) <laughs> That's another desert hoe. No, I don't want to be in the sand. I'm just trying to think, say things that remind me of you. Okay, well, sandy and 
<laughs> Salty is not. What am I thinking of? It's blue. <laughs> it's the got ocean. The... <laughs> no, like the roofs are blue. Greece. Greece. I would like to be like a Greece. A Greek or, god. Or like somewhere in the Netherlands. Like I thought a that was Swedish place. Like I feel like that's more. The Netherlands me. is a real thing. Absolutely. I always thought when people said the Netherlands, they were meaning like. <laughs> you guys, she just looked down with her eyes like the Netherlands. The hoochie coochie. Oh my God, no, the Netherlands are real. Well, I know they're real. I'm sitting on it. <laughs> just kidding. Why is your Netherlands you're sitting on? I don't know. Oh. Works out that way. You guys. <laughs> you were gonna do naked today <laughs> oh so i sent her a meme of our best friend britney spears oh, yeah. who is like dancing i think that's what she calls well, it she has all of these videos now with knives we've upped our game now it's not just her dancing it, anymore and it's not just a pole it's a pole half naked with knives in both hands and she like cracks them together which is just an accident waiting to happen right and so the meme said what did the meme say? Something, Something about, about carving pumpkins. When somebody asks you if you're ready to carve pumpkins. And then here Brittany comes with her little... Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. And so I said maybe she's half naked because she doesn't want to get the pumpkin juice on herself. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's how I'm going to carve pumpkins. Naked. And Tashina said... <laughs> <laughs> you guys were awful. <laughs> she said... Um, <laughs> She said, be careful, I quote. you'll cut your lip off. <laughs> and I replied with, but I'm going to wear underwear. <laughs> and I said, that's not naked. <laughs> stupid. We're so stupid. And then, <laughs> and then she said, do you want to know the grossest thing ever? The thing that grosses me out so much? Not the thing that I told you last week. Correct. Because she's constant. I like have to make a list <laughs> so I'm that constantly. I can stay on track of Tashina's pet peeves. Here, I think that my um, whatever I'm on, whether that be the spectrum, like I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Spectrum. I'm not quite sure where I'm at, but things are really starting to just, just bug you. Like I cannot look at somebody eating anymore. I can't look at somebody sniffing anymore. <sighs> I just, people are driving me crazy, to be honest. Go ahead and tell them what so I said. So anyways, I was like, sure, tell me so I can add it to the list. And she said, loogies. She walked by a loogie on the cement. Oh my God. And it was like big and round and bubbly. Yeah, gross. And I was like, so then why? I responded in my infinite wisdom. It's probably, I tried to spell <laughs> jizz. But my phone changed it to kids. <laughs> and then I wrote jizz again. But then once I re-looked, I'm like, well, they're the same thing. Oh, is that what you were talking <laughs> yes. about? Okay. So I, I was like, same was... thing, LOL. Okay, I missed that part. I didn't realize that it was auto-corrected. I She's thought so you dead. said... She doesn't even understand <laughs> jokes. I thought you said it was kid jizz. And I was like, well, that was fucking weird. I don't know why <laughs> no. we're bringing minors into this, but... Supposed to say it's jizz, but it came out as kids, and then I was like, "Well, it's kind of the same thing." I get it now. That is funny. <laughs> as you don't lie, <laughs> I'm dry. Remember, you are. I'm not oh, realizing God. it. 
I love that your daughter is realizing it. She probably has me in there as the ocean. Beach trees and everything. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say or beached whale. Or the beached whale. On... <laughs> probably, that's okay. <laughs> you can't win them all. Right. Oh, man. I wonder if my daughter... Go ahead. It's supposed to automatically roll up, and it's not doing it. I'm supposed to just lift it with one finger, and it's supposed to go brrrr. It didn't. It was like brrrr. Car's broken. Um, I wonder if Jaden has that homework assignment. I would really like to see what she made me. Yeah, she probably didn't even put you on it. It's probably just Jaden Land. It's Jayden probably Mountain. John and John's girlfriend. That's <laughs> <sighs> okay. That's all right. Um, she had her last home basketball game today. Already? Yeah. Holy cow. 38 to 10. She played a lot. Did she? Yeah. They won? Yeah. Oh, we, nice. Yeah, well, they've won all but one. Oh, that's She's good. She's so much fun to watch. She's so aggressive. I think she finally, finally, finally found a sport that she could, like, really take her aggressions mm -hmm. out like elbow throat you know throat punch yeah and she's really loving it she has a hard time with you know the ball control because she's the only time she ever played was the basketball the, right with the club league which was like jungle ball like yeah and they were little and she was too little to even reach the basket at right. that time and um but her defense and like her hustle is so good i love to watch her she's fun but she, you could see her like in there getting all with the other players it's cracks me up <laughs> can she dribble i just remember you guys in like seventh grade miss ross had you guys wear these goggles where they were like you couldn't see oh, down yeah. <laughs> and you had to dribble i just remember that so she's pretty she's okay at dribbling unless she's running because her body goes faster than she dribbles right. and a lot of them are having that problem right. but most of the girls on that team have never really played like they didn't even try out they didn't have enough girls to play right. so that rest of them just came in late but like they're doing really good for not yeah playing before so it's fun to watch her i'm enjoying it cool <sighs> okay you guys so today here's our itinerary we have nursery rhymes with dark meanings we have a recap on Stephen avery from the last episode i forgot about something we have keep going and we're gonna talk about the book for book club are we gonna talk about the first 24 pages or no yeah i think we can I, the only thing i worry about is all of the people and i say all very like loosely right of the people who are also reading the book if they haven't received theirs or they just received theirs if they're gonna listen and then get like thrown off i don't like, think we're gonna have that problem you don't think so you don't think i absolutely i don't think anybody's gonna listen to us so i don't think it's a big deal the ones who do listen to us like your mother-in-law who just got her book today those are who i'm thinking of. oh Kaylin, I'll think about you, because Tashina clearly doesn't. Well, I'm just, I don't think it's going to affect. Okay. Because I was going to say, we could always, like, wait until we get to, like, the first episode finished and then talk about it. Oh, okay. It. We can do that, too. That's fine. We could do, like, a little okay. synopsis, I guess, a little bit, but without giving details. Okay. Um, but can I read you a funny thing that I found from Florida? Absolutely. Even though this was not on the itinerary. So, I figured out how to save them to myself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So this is a story about a Florida man who shot his doctor after he made him climax. I'm sorry, excuse me? A prostate exam. 
only in Florida. Okay, ready? Yes. If I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm I'm listening. I promise. Yeah, okay. cuz okay. 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 Sorry. Undivided There's attention. Yep, got okay. you. A Florida man 56 shot his physician close range tw- twice in the chest for making him climax during a prostate exam. On the day of the crime, which went down on August 22nd, Milo Johansson <laughs> absconded the state of Florida. Fortunately, the physician he shot survived the wounds of gunfire and he had he has now recovered fully. Johansson who is in Jacksonville is a car salesman, had vanished without a trace. He is presently a fugitive, and some folks think he potentially left the United States. The doctor he fired upon notes for over 30 years. He has been doing prostate exams, and guys ejaculate all the time in the midst of the prostate exam, and one's sexuality has nothing to do with it. Milo needs help, Dr. Smith elaborated. The prostate is like a male G-spot. It carries semen. And it's very sensitive, so when it's touched and massaged... How long was he in there for? My God! With almost no effort. Oh. The prostate is only accessible through the anus. Correct. And that... <laughs> Why are you in making me uncomfortable. I don't know. Oh. And it's not very comfortable for most men. I understand that Milo was shocked by what happened to him and orgasm meant something sexual had taken place between us and he became very aggressive, ordering me to apologize and say, no, homie. But I didn't even know what that meant. (laughs) What? (laughs) I thought that was funny. No, homie, like why would you say that? Uh, Yeah, especially when you're apologizing. Say no, homie. (laughs) Really? Anyways. Dr. Smith claimed he was trying his best to calm down Johansson and gently inform him it was a normal thing. However, he whipped out a pistol, busted two shots at him, and fled. He was last seen in Jacksonville. Who brings a pistol to your prostate I know, exam? There's so many questions. Well, also, it's Florida, so there's a lot of answers. Yes. His 29 year old significant other said he phoned her and remarked, Hasta la vista. And that was the last time she heard from him. When was this? August. Of this year? 22nd. Doesn't say. I would imagine because it came up in my, like, recent news stories. The things that come up in your news stories Mm -hmm. are just really fascinating. Nobody's heard from him since. He got a finger up his bum. And shot his doctor twice. An orgasm. Sounds like his doctor's forgiven him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing. My God. For shooting him? No, orgasming. I know. Oh, But his doctor forgave him for shooting him. Oh. I just thought that was funny. That's a weird story. I'm going to just keep reading two Florida stories because I feel like there's going to be a lot of them. Every time Every I think day. we should have a blurb, a Florida blurb. Okay. And what's happening in Florida today? Every day there's something that goes on in Florida. Yeah. Holy cow. Anyways, okay, we could carry on with the rest. Where are we going to start? Let's do the rhymes. Okay, you're first. All right. So, uh, my mother tagged us in a Facebook post. Um, Wait a second. You have a lot of information there. Let me guess. <laughs> you don't have look a shit One amount. and two. There, yeah, you did fine. Good for you. My mother 
tagged us in a Facebook post and it was a TikTok or reel about the Muffin Man nursery rhyme. And she said that we should uh, elaborate on this and we got to thinking. And then Stephanie looked up and apparently every child nursery rhyme- Literally everyone has a hidden meaning. Has a dark meaning. Whether they're true or not, there was definitely some speculation like some people are making this worse than it is and then others were like, no, it's pretty juicy. So I'm going to start with, do you know the Muffin Man? I think you should have to start with saying the lyrics. Do you know the Muffin Man? Um, like the, like the little gingerbread. On Shrek. Oh my god. <laughs> Not the gumdrop button. Okay, do you know the Muffin Man? He was a serial killer. The Muffin Man, the Muffin Man was a serial killer who preyed on kids. Um, I just copy and pasted this article, mm. FYI. Uh, so this is from Sarah Cottonell. It's not Cottonell. Contrell at Medium. She's got some really good two-play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, he was a serial killer who preyed on kids, and the catchy song was meant to warn children to stay away. There are many versions of this horrifying story. The Muffin Man, also known as the Drury Lane Dicer, was the first known serial killer in England. His name was Frederick Thomas Linewood. He was born in 1563 and died in 1612. There are many accounts of Linewood's crimes, however, no surviving records. This is either one hell of a folklore story or one of history's most creepy mysteries. In Victorian England, it was common for families to have fresh foods delivered to their homes. Why did that stop? Seriously. Because murders. <laughs> because, Duh. Oh. Children being murdered. I mean, fresh bread, children. Take mm. the muffin. If you're in the U.S., imagine the milkman from the 1950s. Same deal. Every morning, Victorian families could expect to find a parcel of bread for that day's meals. A popular morning meal was muffins, but these were more like English muffin bread and less like sugary sweet American muffins. Those poor Europeans, they have no taste. They have great health. (laughs) The Muffin Man would make his deliveries just like other bakers, but he would lure children away from their homes by playfully tying a string to a muffin and pulling it away from the steps where the parcel lay. The kids, likely thinking it was a fun game, would chase the muffins, which led to the Muffin Man's bakery, where he would kill the children, but not before torturing them. Now, I've been known to do some sketchy shit for food, but I don't think I would ever follow a fucking muffin that's moving. Also, if it's not even a sugary one, and all I could think about were the English muffins that already have a slice in the middle of them, and even like pulling it, and then it just like going all the way through. Honestly, I feel like they just weed it out. Dumb kids? Yeah, Yeah. that's called survival of the fittest. You're an idiot. Village idiot. This muffin down the street, then. Yeah. Off with your head. The Muffin Man did not appreciate um, appreciate the fierce competition in his surrounding neighborhoods, so he murdered seven other bakers, or so the tales go. The life of a baker in Victorian England was not lucrative or pleasant. 
For starters, everyone wanted bread delivered. The middle class could afford to have fresh foods delivered to their homes, and during various times of the year, bread deliveries would skyrocket. However, the bakers did not have a giant electric mixers, and most could not afford to hire staff, so bakers did all of their work themselves, which meant that their daily shift would begin around 10 or 11 at night, leaving the only time for sleep during the moments when the dough was rising. Working under such strenuous circumstances commonly meant that the quality of bread was crapshoot. For example, some bakers had to double time to keep up with their orders and knead the dough with their feet. The Tahoe Tickler. Oh my god. The Muffin Man seemed to have taken pleasure in taunting and torturing children before he killed them. According to lore, he used wooden spoons to knock children out. However, experts have long cast doubt that a wooden spoon would be enough to render a person unconscious. Still, the stories persist. So, like, he did not do this. He did not lure children. He couldn't beat them with a spoon. Knock them unconscious. Between the years 1858... Excuse me. 1589 and 1598, Lywood murdered 15 children. His shop was a popular spot for kids to visit where they would run and cause havoc. What unsupervised kid wouldn't run around a bakery? Supposedly, Linewood wanted them to stay away from his shop, so he devised a vicious plan. He lured children intentionally to his shop by pulling a muffin on a string. Once inside, he would knock them out and then kill them. Children came up to a ca- children came up with a catchy sing-song rhyme to sing that supposedly was a way to warn other children to stay away from Linewood's bakery and to be warned of those around them. It goes like this. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man that lives on Drury Lane? No one knows if the story is true. Hold on. That's quite the warning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if I was okay. going to make a song to warn children, He's I would say... He's a fucking serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I would at least say, like, beware of the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Not just do you just know. Just not just give him directions straight to his because house. Because as a child, I loved the Muffin <laughs> Man. I had no idea he was a goddamn serial killer. And even other, like, that's only a portion of it. So it's like, do you know the Muffin Man? Yes, I know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man that lives on Drury Lane. Yes, we know the Muffin Man. Like, that's all it is. It, there's no other word. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. They can't. Yeah. They cannot say that that's a warning. No one knows if this story is true. It has been told and retold so many times that the story's true origins are forever lost. Edited to add. Several readers helpfully pointed out that the timing of the Muffin Man is too early to be considered Victorian times. The term Victorian times refers to years in which Queen Victoria reigned over England from 1837 to 1901. The Muffin Man allegedly lived during the 16th century, which was known as the English Renaissance. First of all, whoever pointed that out in her article, you should be slapped. It's a fucking Muffin Man folklore. I don't even remember them talking about the time era. Well, they did. So that's the muffin man, guys. If you see a muffin scooting down the road, do not chase it. Leave it, guys. You don't need the muffin, okay? You're about to get once on the lips the head with a wooden spoon. Whoops! Once on the lips, forever on the hips. Don't do it. <laughs> I haven't had carbs in 15 <laughs> days. For reals? Yeah. I'm doing whole 30. Oh, I hate 
heat when you're on Whole30. <laughs> you didn't even know I was on it, so you must hate it so much. Okay. Yes, I did, because I asked you if you wanted this malt beverage, and I said, oh, And I said no. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because that's not a carb. And, um, Is there carbs in there? <laughs> and I said, oh, never mind. Liquid can't be a carb. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but the, it is. Um, this doesn't count because it literally has no ingredients listed. Um, and I said, oh, wait, you're on Whole30. And you said, I'm parched. So <laughs> here we are. I'm Whole30 when it comes to the food, the solid foods mm. that come into the, my body. I okay. live off alcohol. I'm totally kidding. I'm not kidding. I was like, I'm so kidding. How often? I mean, if you went out that one time and had a good time in your whole 34 years of I know. existence. And like, I literally tried to get into AA since, and they keep <laughs> the door. They're like, you, like, you, you have not here. processed this is enough not yet. For you. Yeah. Anyways. You're not here yet. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So it's my turn. Yes. Guys, mine is not even close to the story like Tashina's is. And are we shocked? No. Let's let's ask our listeners. Are we shocked? I didn't think so. Okay, so mine is about Lizzie Borden. Do you know who that is? I don't. Me either. Okay. I did. <laughs> I didn't even know that this was a a nursery rhyme. Yeah. Is it a nursery rhyme? Yeah. Or is it like okay? There's a ton of things about it. They call it a nursery rhyme. It's okay. In the nursery rhyme list. Okay. Of perfect. With hidden meanings. So the rhyme goes like this: Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she <laughs> had done, gave her father forty-one. I have heard this one. Have you? Yes. Okay. So, first of all, why is that a children's rhyme? I don't know. I don't understand. I didn't. This is one I did not teach my children because I didn't know it. <laughs> well, that's but, just the one that Jaden would have listened to when she was little. Or you're gonna get forty wax. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so her dad was bludgeoned eleven times. This is a true story. Okay. Her stepmom was bludgeoned nineteen times. Okay. Um, so apparently it was his, her dad's second marriage. Her mom had died. Okay. So, and there was two sisters. She was the oldest one. She was taking care of the sister. She okay. did not ever like the stepmom. They never got along. It was always a thing. There's like a whole story about how he had a lot of money and she was like, but anyways. It's like Cinderella. Yeah. She was not a fan of the stepmom. Okay. So she murdered her ass. I mean, good for her. Yep. Yeah. Um, she report, she was the one who reported the crimes and they found out that she was trying to buy poison the day before. Just stupid little. Here's a little tidbit. Um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. You I, made I was interested, and then you made it. It was sound okay, like um, she. There was no blood found on her at all, so they had a hard time, like even. Okay, like, when was this? Towards, I don't know why. Like in the 1800s or like the 1600s in the Renaissance area? I think Victorian. Victoria. <laughs> well, because I'm just like, you know, they didn't find any blood evidence on her. I mean, it's not like they fucking ran her through a DNA testing screen. I think they probably just. She probably her fucking. And was like, She's clean. She probably fucking washed herself in the river, Jordan, and yeah. was like. In Jordan. <laughs> um, that's that's an Egypt. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was Mississippi. Anyways. <laughs> So she had a trial. It was a 90-minute trial before her family, or before they said that she was not guilty. 
and now she like got out and then she went back to jail. It doesn't say what she went back. She was arrested again a week later and spent nine months in prison. But it doesn't say what for. So I don't know if it was for that, if they found... Anyways, she got out and bought this huge house and then made a fucking statue of her dad in the front yard. Like this head whacked off? No. Like Captain Morgan status. Okay. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> she murdered his ex. Oh, okay. Wait, did she murder him for sure? Yeah, that's the everything says yes. Oh, okay. We'll post some of the TikToks that I watched on her. I'm not going to lie to you. Today at lunch when I was doing this very in-depth research, yeah. I scare the shit out of myself by myself in my little house because every single TikTok I listen to has to have the creepiest ass music it playing does. in the background and I'm like waiting for somebody to jump out. It does make it much creepier when you have the music. Mm-hmm. And... Her particular one, there is a TikTok where, like, a little kid is singing it, and it's, oh. like, really creepy, so I, we need to post it. Did you see that? Did I send you that TikTok with the little water babies? It's like, our oh, mom put us in the lake, so good, stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did see that. <clears throat> Ready? You're next. Okay, my next one is three blind mice. See how they run. See how they run. I don't know that one very well. That's all I know. Uh, do you even have the words? Do I have to do everything now? Yeah. So something something ran after the farmer's wife. Oh, they ran after the farmer's wife. She cut off their tails with a carving knife. Have you ever seen such a sight in your life as three blind mice? Is that really it? Yeah. Three blind mice, three blind mice. See, see how they run, see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife. She, she cut, cut off their tails. tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? Three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run, see how they run. They all ran out. Is it just going to keep saying the same thing? Yeah. It just That's how nursery rhymes go. They just keep going. Oh, well, they could have just said repeat three times. <laughs> Throw some salt over your left shoulder and off you go. Write it out four times for me to read. Mm. Okay, this one is from The Grunge by Jean Mendoza. Nursery rhymes taught to children are seemingly innocent, but when they are dissected line by line, a darker theme often emerges. In the case of the three blind mice, the lines of the rhyme are not quite suitable for kids. The mice get their tails cut off by a farmer's wife wielding a carving knife. It's quite a gruesome scene, but when combined with a jolly melody, it passes off as appropriate for children. Still, The Three Blind Mice isn't as simple as it seems. It's not merely about a farmer's wife getting rid of vermin. Its origins are linked to Bloody Mary, the clash of two religions, and the execution of bishops. According to Nursery Rhymes Collections, The Three Blind Mice is based on Mary I, also known as Bloody Mary, the daughter of Catherine of Aragon and King Henry. If there's a V in the front, you count that first, right? It's like King Henry V, right? Isn't five, six, five? seven. Well, there's a V and then there's three behind it. So the eighth. Yeah. Okay. King Henry the eighth. Mary the first became the queen of England and was Catholic. You know how I love my Catholic and Protestants. <laughs> You are such a freak. During her reign, the Queen's belief in Catholicism fueled persecution against the Protestants. It is believed that the farmer's wife mentioned is in The Three Blind Mice is a reference to Mary I. 
Amid Mary I's reign, there were staunch Protestant believers who refused to renounce their faith despite the consequences and became known as the Oxford Martyrs. Three of them, Thomas Cranmer, Nicholas Radley, and Hugh Latimer, were Protestant bishops who stood by their beliefs and allegedly con... I don't know that word. I don't know that one either. No. Why am I having... It's connived, guys. I've never seen that like word in my conniving? whole... Yeah, it's no, just, no. Yeah. I've just never seen that word written out written before. Out. And it was really fucking just throwing really me for a loop. Connive to dethrone Queen Mary I and bring back Protestant Protestantism as the main religion. Their efforts, however, were unsuccessful and they were accused of hearsay, mental floss... The three bishops represent the three blind mice in the nursery rhyme who got their tails cut off for their blind beliefs. In reality, the bishops were not dismembered in any way. They were punished for their hearsay by being t- burned at the stake, along with 297... Oh, but at least they didn't cut their tails off. Right. 297 other Protestants. Jesus Christ. She killed 300 people. And that's... That's, that's why she's called Bloody Mary. That's it. <laughs> You're so dumb. I cannot believe I couldn't get the word connived out of my face. That was like really throwing me. Ooh, I don't like that. When you think you know a word and then it's like. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, and reading it internally and saying it externally are totally different too. We know. I know. From your reading. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is Ring Around the Rosie. And it's from the Black Plague in 1665, back in the Bicentennial area. I don't know, era. So not Renaissance and not Victorian. Bicentennial. Bicentennial. And I just made that up. I don't even know when the Bicentennial is. Great. You just like to make up a lot of shit. Is, um, is the Black Plague where they used to walk around in those bird masks? I think so. That's like when, uh, you know, the Beauty and the Beast, when the, the dad, I think the mom got sick. That was about that time, the bicentennial. Okay, so this is Beauty and the Beast era. Okay, cool. Okay, so ring around the rosy, pockets full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. So if you break that up, ring around the rosy, so that stands for the red ring that developed on the people, like, I'm fucking struggling. On their necks? So people who were plagued with the plague wound up like their first sign was a little red ring that would just like go around their skin kind of like a rash like a red ring do you think it looked like um ringworm probably or do you think it was like a ring around their neck like uh like a like a pigeon like a ring-tailed pigeon ring-necked pigeon (laughs) okay go ahead Is it around their neck like the ring-tailed? <laughs> so I meant the ring neck. Okay. So pockets full of posies are for the roses that they would put in their pockets to take away the smell of decomposing bodies. Ash Wait, is it house vagina? House vagina? What is she doing? Wait, okay. Wait, did they stuff their pockets? While they were still alive or after they were dead? Because I feel like... It's like like other people. So, like, 
me and you, let's say we're taking a walk and we don't have the plague and everybody else does, we have roses in our pockets to take away from the smell of all the decomposing people. Oh, I thought they stuffed the dead with roses no. or and or still alive but had the plague and we're just like decom- about to die here decomposing some roses for you. flesh so i guess maybe oh. that's how you can take it this is how i took it okay that is like of course regular. we always have to be different we're so different ashes ashes stand for all the cremated bodies that were literally just spread around town they just spread their ashes all over town which spread their asses all over town yeah disgusting some big peach and asses okay we all fall down stands for the certain death of anyone who contracted the plague because apparently there was no escaping or living through it i wonder how many people the black plague killed do you know i don't let's look that up and kids in everyday america and the world sing these songs yeah, nursery rhymes. circles, laughing about, having no idea yeah. the kind of turmoil that they're reading or singing about. Exactly. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down and then because they all drop hands yeah. and fall on the ground. I've done it a million times and I didn't even know it was a thing. See? Craziness. You should see How Stephanie's little thumbs, guys. They were just black plague. It is the most fatal pandemic. They haven't heard of COVID. The most fatal pandemic rec- recorded in human <laughs> history, causing the death of 75 people. <laughs> 75. Well, I damn. Back then, that was a whole colony. <laughs> the whole village. Son of a bitch. The deaths of 75 to 200 million people peaking in Europe from 1347 to 1351. Wow. Yeah, so. That's a lot of people. The bicentennial era. Yeah. It was known as the Black Plague. We know. Just thought I'd throw that out. Oh, okay. How did the Black Plague end? I wonder if that. It killed everybody and they started over. The dinosaurs roamed. Likely due to the practice of quarantining infected people and personal hygiene. Oh, yeah, because personal hygiene in the bicentennial area was awful. No bien, guys. They were shitting and pissing in the streets. When is the bicentennial area? Because, era. I keep saying area. Because whenever I think of bicentennial, I think of the Tin Man on The Wizard of Oz. Like the little why? I don't know. That's just what I think of. Like he's a bicentennial man. I don't know why. I can't explain to you these things. I just am telling you. I don't think he has anything to do with a bicentennial. I don't know why I am the way that I am. Unless because you think his bicep is made of tineal. (laughs) So stupid. Wow. No wonder we have about 0.5 listeners. We're so dumb. Oh, agreed. Where's that light coming from? Slow down. Anyways. There's your nursery rhymes, guys. If you have a new baby, kind of pick and choose what you want to tell them about the Black Death. And did you know I found out last night, too, that the one 
I don't know how it goes, but it, but the baby's in the tree, the wind blows, and the babies will fall. Yeah. <laughs> the cradle will fall. From the tree. The yeah. The breaks. Yeah. Did you know that... Rock-a-bye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will fall. Did you know... When the bell breaks, the cradle will fall. Down will come baby cradle and all. Yeah. Good job. That was very good. Thank you. Um, they used to put sick babies in the top of the tree so that the wind would blow and knock them onto the floor and kill them. So they weren't technically responsible for their deaths? It just seems like a whole lot of effort when there's a pillow right here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I think that would be murder if they did it. So I mean, I walking your mm. baby up to the top of a tree and leaving them in the limbs. I feel like that's like storm. conspiracy to murder. But technically, you left them so alive you're and well. Me if I get tired of my kids and I walk them, if you I, can get your monstrosities to, to stand at the top of a tree during a windstorm. Mm-hmm. I will be Casey Anthony and let go. I feel like you'll get like a manslaughter charge. I, I feel like a, a, law, a defense lawyer could get you off on that. Because it was like... Not like how the guy in Florida got off, but you know what I mean. This is good enough. Anyways, yeah, I found that out last night that that's what they did to sick babies. There's not one fucking nursery rhyme that's got a happy ending, I don't think. Not like the Florida man. He had a happy ending. Wow, well, who knows? He's down in... He's down in Tijuana. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. male, because that was the best... He's ever had. Oh. Ever. Oh! Dazzle. Okay. That was intense. Okay, what do you got? I got an update on old Stephen Avery. Okay. Okay. So, in this last episode that I watched... um. In the documentary, they pretty much... Not quite sure what happened, guys, so hopefully you heard all of our funny stuff. It should be, because I right when you said you were going to look at that, it was 45 minutes. Oh, okay. So it didn't skip. Okay, go ahead. Okay, anyway. So I'm going to do a recap on Stephen Avery. don't know if you heard that or not. So in the documentary, um, they pretty much prosecuted this one um, deputy. Like, they made him look like he was so suspicious. Like, everything he did... It was just like, oh, he's bad. He's a bad cop. There's good cops. There's bad cops. He's the bad one. So um, in this min- this other series, um, Detective or Deputy Coburn was told um, that this the making a murderer was not going to be complimentary towards law enforcement, which it definitely wasn't, and that it should just be a flash in the pan. People will watch it. They'll be upset, but it'll move on. Obviously, that is not the case. Um, By 2016, uh, Deputy Coburn started getting calls morning, noon, and night, 24 hours a day, 12 p.m., or like midnight to midnight, telling him to go kill himself, telling him that they were going to come to his house, kill his wife, his children, um, shouting profanities at him, telling him to rot in hell, that they were going to gang rape his wife. His residence, um, he would get calls at his residence and at the office, so both were bugged so that way they could record it. And this is from like people all over the world. This is not just people in the United States, like the Netherlands, Australia, everywhere were after this guy. 
Um, one person called him 17 times in one day while he was at work. Just... To harass him? Yes, burning him at the stake. So, the reason for this being is... Um, the uh, Deputy Coburn had ran... There's video um, or dispatch recording of him calling in a, the license plate, which is Teresa Halbach's license plate. They did not have the timestamp um, for this call. The defense could have called and requested the record, but it was easier for them to let the jurors speculate on what day it could be. And so what they were fighting over was... The third he was working, which is the day that Teresa was um, reported missing. The fourth, he was supposed to be off duty. And so what they were trying to say was that it was his day that he was supposed to be off. Because remember, the Manitowoc County was supposed to be planning all of this evidence. So he was off. He wasn't on duty. And they were trying to say that he was in front of this license plate. Um, calling it over over the air. Um, what actually happened was the detective called um, the detective from the other county had called him on the night of the third, which was when she was reported. He was driving at the time and he scribbled down her license plate. By the time he stopped and was able to look at his notes, he couldn't read his handwriting. And so what he did, at, um, I guess the the car, his patrol car had cell phone in it which was a de- um, a police cell phone he called it in to dispatch on the cell phone instead of calling it over the radio because at the time they didn't know where she was they didn't know if a person still had her they didn't want to alert anybody so he had called it in on the cell phone well they made it sound like he didn't do it over the radio because he was trying to cover up things he didn't think it was going to be recorded that's not the case so he called it in to make sure that the license plate that he had scribbled down was correct. It wasn't, you know. Um, uh, so after about 14 years, somebody, one of the truther people, decided to request the, the timestamp from the Manitowoc County. And it was finally verified that it was the night that he was working and the night that she had disappeared. After 14 years. After 14 years. Somebody finally did it. Um, So that tells them that, you know, he was telling the truth. He wasn't on his off time. He wasn't staring in front of the... They actually have where he was um, at the time. He was in front of the Zipperer's residence waiting for the other detectives to show up because they went back and interviewed the Zipperer's. Uh, The documentary said that Detective Coburn was fidgety on the stand. And I remember seeing this um, in the the documentary. Like, he just looks so nervous answering questions. Well, what the producers did, or the the filmmakers, they spliced different clips from the court. So the the clip that they keep showing of him being fidgety or him, like, sitting straight up looking kind of weird was from 45 minutes prior he was waiting for somebody to ask him a question. So he was kind of like slumped over and then they were like, okay, let's get started. And then he kind of raises up like he's paying attention. Well, they make him, they actually used one clip three different times when he's like wringing his hands and stuff. Same clip. looks like he did it multiple times. Same clip three different Mm -hmm. times. Um, So what people have really come to find out, if you read the court transcripts, 
they have plugged in different areas. They've taken out places like so it wasn't really a documentary. Like it was a made for Hollywood TV movie. Yeah. And they just put what they wanted in there and made it what they wanted it to be. Um, Stephen Avery, after Teresa went missing, could not get enough media coverage on him. He would be doing an interview and get a call on his cell phone from another news. Wanting to do an interview. Like, hey, can we do it? Yeah, I'll be done with this one in 25 minutes. Come on down. Like, he just could not get enough. And every time he talked to somebody, he just backed himself into a corner. Like, there were discrepancies. One journalist spoke to him multiple times. His story changed um, from, like, he had never seen Teresa when she showed up to, oh, he did see her. She was never in his house ever. Oh, well, she was on my porch. Um, That he hadn't burned trash in his garbage can, uh, which is where items of hers were found, um, for two weeks. And then his brother-in-law said the night of October 31st, they were riding around on a golf court and golf cart and they had parked between like the garage and the house and the wind had shifted and the smoke was like hitting them in the face, which is the night that she went missing. Yeah. And they could smell like plastic burning. Um, they found her cell phone, her PDA and her camera in the burn barrel. And none of that was ever stated in the, the documentary. Um, the filmmakers were questioned about the film edits. Those questioning them, um, they said, oh, they were, the way that you perceive it is just your misunderstanding. Um, so they, they didn't tell the truth. The, the biggest conspiracy theory was this key. Uh, the key to her RAV4 was found in Stephen Avery's trailer house after seven searches of that house. And what actually had happened was every time so they did go in there seven different times but they were looking for specific things each time so one time they were looking for like the porno magazines the one time they were looking for guns like they weren't searching the whole entire house for for any any evidence they were just looking for specific things because at that time they needed to get something on him because they didn't have evidence that he had killed her so they they had to do something um So they found the key. So the way that they found the key, they said that it was just right out in the open. Like, no problem. They should have been able to see it the seven times. What come to find out what they had said was they had at one point grabbed the pornography that he had had from his like home movie stuff, you know, and they were throwing it back into this little side dresser next to the bed. And they were really shoving it in there. And what happened was the back of the the dresser came apart and the key had fallen out. So at one point it was probably hidden in the back yeah. of it. And when they were pushing all this stuff roughly in it, it opened up. They said they don't, like, I can't tell you exactly how it happened, but it wasn't there. And then we were putting the stuff away and then it was there. Yeah. Like, um, so they had taken the key to Madison where the car was. And they went to go try to start the car. The car would, the car would turn, the key would turn over, but the car wouldn't start. We'll come to find out the battery had been tampered with. And then they found the lanyard that the key, there was like a, so the key had like a portion of the lanyard that clips. And then that clip matched the lanyard that was inside of the locked car. Makes sense. Okay. So, um, 
there were they ended up testing for DNA and Stevens was on it. There was no DNA of Teresa Hallbuck. Um, the way touch DNA works is normally the last person to touch something is the DNA you will get. So even if Teresa had touched it, Stephen had touched it last. Yeah. Also, the DNA they found was blood from Stephen Avery. So the big conspiracy thing for the blood was that there was a vial from the last sexual assault case and they were saying they had pinpricked that vial and like used a q-tip and put it all over well there was a ton there was like six different blood patterns like one was on the ignition one was in the cd case so there was smears there was drops there was blood in the back that looked like hair yeah like spaghetti strings there's no way that you would have been able to use a q-tip to, to make all, all those that. different patterns doesn't make any sense so then he had said that he had cut his finger and that he had cleaned it in his bathroom and there was blood on his bathroom and the detectives had taken the blood from the bathroom and, and put it in there. to make it in all Correct. those areas. Correct. Um, so, and then the defense never once presented any evidence. So they kept saying that it was like a conspiracy that they were trying to frame him, but they never once presented any evidence as to how the other people, like they just left it up to speculation. Well, it's for the jury to decide if they yeah. think it's, or even why? Why would they go through all of right. that? Well, and then the other thing was, um, so if you're bleeding, like you would have to have a cut, right? Well, how would the police plant blood if they didn't know that he had been cut? Like if they don't know he's cut, why would they plant yeah. blood? Yeah. So that was the recap of that. Craziness. Yeah. So are you pretty like 100% sure he murdered her? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what you should do, just for science purposes, after you're finished watching this, rewatch the other one again. Actually, I was going to do that, um, just See because if it sways you at all. I just, I just remember just feeling so like, what the fuck? How can they? How could they possibly, on that type of evidence, how could they determine? How could a jury determine that he was guilty? Like it yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. And now I'm like, uh, well, oh, well, okay, well, no, that doesn't, you know. Yeah. It's just, they very much manipulated everything. The phone calls, the dispatch records, the freaking court testimony. Like, they just clipped and edited to everything that they wanted. Yeah. And it's just very, like... It's crazy. They I mean, documentaries should be very biased, you know, it should just be, here are the facts. This is what happened. But it makes but for much better... Most documentaries are not... Even the one you're watching is very one-sided. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, most of them are. And most documentaries, the funding for that documentary right. is paid by somebody. And so they can't... Right. They're, they're one-sided. Yeah, it was very much a made-for-Hollywood, though. Like, yeah, I no mean, one. it gripped you. And obviously, I mean, there's still people that believe he's innocent. Yeah. That need to watch this. That need to watch this. So... When you're done, then after you watch this, after you watch the next one again, then watch the Casey Anthony one so we can talk about it. Okay. Ooh. I don't I like her. I don't either. But it did make I hope can I hope Candace Owens does one on Casey Anthony. <laughs> she won't, though. Why? Because I don't think Casey Anthony did it. I think it was her crazy dad. Mm. I think Casey Anthony knew about it. Mm. You just have to watch it and okay. let me know. Okay. All right. Well, there's our episode, guys. That was fun. That was fun. We'll, we'll post TikToks of our little um, nursery rhymes, our little things that we found. 
Just like on our stories or something? Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. And yeah, not like make a TikTok. Yeah. Post TikToks on our stories. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Right. We'll talk to you later. Cheerio. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't do that every time. Cheerio.